Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, a show where we get tips and tricks from experts on how you can land your next job. Today, we're discussing how to get your foot in the door at an organization, and we're going to be talking with Cheryl Simpson. She is an executive career and job search coach and resume writer at Executive Resume Rescue. So before we explore today's topic, Cheryl, could you describe your experience related to this topic as well as your current role in your organization? Yeah, Executive Resume Rescue is a company that I founded based on Mm -hmm. my 30 years of experience in the industry. I've written resumes and assisted folks with their job searches on five of the seven continents on the planet in about 30 different industries. So this, this has been my life's work, is helping people to have careers they can feel passionate about. Okay. And how is getting your foot in the door beneficial for job seekers? Well, it's key. You know, I often hear from people, if only I could get my foot in the door and I could get in front of somebody, then I could sell myself. And the truth is you can't sell yourself unless you first get your foot in the door. So mm-hmm. there, are, there are sort of company-approved ways of doing that, which would be, you know, applying for the position online. But there are sort of almost barriers thrown up in that process that make it difficult. And so there are additional methodologies one can use to get one's foot in the door that often work much better and, and, not, and faster. And then help you to get your your materials, your candidacy in front of a hiring manager. All right. And how often do you see some of these strategies leading to an offer for employment? There's one step in the process. So Mm -hmm. they won't lead immediately to a job offer, but they're going to lead to an interview. I would say that's the, they're they're often going to lead to the interview. All right. And some of them are going to lead to the interview more frequently than others. And then, you know, on average, seven, it takes seven job interviews to, to get an offer. All right. So that's the statistic, so to speak. So once you once you know that, then obviously it's a bit of a numbers game to get more job interviews so that you can get the offers you want. So what is the most common way that job seekers try to get their foot in the door? Well, Probably the most basic way is by applying online for companies. You know, Mm -hmm. it used to be applying directly at the company, and now most companies are are funneling that into an online process. But there are a lot of there are a lot of issues there. Uh, One is simply that those when you do that, your your application, your resume, your materials are going into a database. Um, and that database is going to be parsing and analyzing information. And if you don't have your documents written in the right way, it might not be parsed and analyzed correctly, which means that then a human won't get to see it and decide to interview you. And if your resume does not, or, or your application does not have enough keywords in it, again, it may not be seen by a human. That is a way to get your foot in the door, but it's not the most successful way. But it is certainly the most common And it's what I think most people think of when they think of job search these days is doing that. The good news is there are other ways to get one's foot in the door that are much more likely to be successful. All right. And could you tell us about some of these other ways that you can go about getting your foot in the door? Certainly. Um, You know, a simple one is to identify a company's social media activity follow them or like them, depending on whether you're you're going through, for example, LinkedIn or Facebook, and find ways to interact intelligently with them online. You know, forward, uh, retweet their, their Twitter posts that are relevant, you know, like posts on Facebook, comment on, on, you know, their LinkedIn company page, 
share that information with other candidates. So that's a very basic thing that one can do, but it starts to make you stand out and be a little bit more visible. And for those who are younger and more involved in social media, this should be an easy thing to do. It should be really natural, feel really comfortable. It's older folks like myself who are going to struggle with this particular strategy because it's alien to us. It's uncomfortable. The good news is there are other strategies like getting an informational interview with somebody in a target department, requesting a LinkedIn introduction, submitting your materials directly to the hiring manager rather than through the applicant tracking system, building connections with a company on LinkedIn, building relationships with external or internal recruiters, and really courting those recruiters and the hiring manager to try to help yourself stand out from the crowd. Now, I just want to back it up a little bit to what you were talking about, about social media. So when you're online and you're engaging with companies, um, what do you do when it's like a really, really large company that has a lot of people engaging with them for various reasons? How do you kind of cut through all that noise and make sure that your message is heard? Well, look for smaller ways, if you will, or more focused ways to engage. So look to see if the department you're trying to join or the function you're trying to join, like sales, for example, has its own social media and engage at that level so that there's fewer people doing that and your contributions are going to stand out more. That would be one way. If the only way and the only streams that are available and the only social media that's available is the overall company that, and you're right, is ab- can be absolutely huge, then I think it really comes down to the value of what you bring and or the frequency of, of, your, of your posts or your engagement with that social media. So the challenge is to stand out in a good way without making yourself look or sound like you're not a great match for the job. Okay. The second thing that you mentioned was informational interviews within your target department. How should people go about securing those? Well, it's a matter of identifying who the hiring manager might be, and networking in combination with research can do that for you. Sometimes a Google search or an advanced search on LinkedIn can help you find that person. Networking is a great tool to find uh, the name of a hiring manager in a particular company, and it takes work. I don't mean to make it sound like it's magical. You just ask a question and people know. It sometimes takes some digging. You sometimes have to develop special connections within a company in order to be able to find that person's name. But once you do, then it's a matter of reaching out to that person and requesting the informational interview. It's key to keep it short. Informational interviews these days, I mean, everything in our society is getting shorter and and faster. So it's important to make them know that you're not going to take up a lot of their time. It may be a face-to-face conversation. It may be a phone conversation. It may even be an email conversation or or a text or chat conversation. But whatever it is, it's important to be very focused and to remember that you're there to get information. You're not there to sell yourself. This is not a job interview. It's not a promotional opportunity. It's an opportunity to really understand more about the, you know, the target, you know, the person, the hiring manager, and or his or her department so that you can understand what their needs are and thereby craft your materials, your presentation, your candidacy to match what they're looking for. And then what about building connections in the company on LinkedIn? If you don't have any connections in the company and you're really just, you just love the company and what they're about, how do you go about approaching people on LinkedIn? to try to like start that connection in that conversation? Well, the first step is to identify the company profile on LinkedIn and follow them. Mm -hmm. The second step would be to identify some people and some functions on LinkedIn who, who, who work at that company that would be good connections for you. And then look closely at their profile to see what LinkedIn groups they're a part of. 
and look for a group that it is legitimate for you to join as well. And if it's a group that's open to, to somebody with your background, then by all means join the group because one of the secrets to LinkedIn is that if you're in the same group with somebody, you can message them on LinkedIn, even though they're not a first or second degree connection. So this is an easy way to sort of get your foot in the door and reach out to that hiring manager if, if you can join that same group that they're in. Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly did not know that about LinkedIn, so that's definitely something um, to look into for the future. Yep, it's a good one. One other thing that I was wondering about is external recruiters. Is that kind of a viable resource for getting your foot in the door? It can be, yes. The important thing to understand is that recruiters are inundated with the materials and resumes, et cetera, of great, of great candidates. And as a result, it can be difficult to stand out. So there, there used to be a day when you could just identify a recruiter, send your materials to the recruiter, and you'd probably hear back with them within a short amount of time. It simply doesn't work that way anymore because there are so many people looking. So it, it's, it's key to establish a relationship with the recruiter to try to connect with them in other ways. And the strategy that I recommend is to almost court them by instead of sending your materials right off the bat and sort of focusing on me, 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 you know, what I think I bring to the table, is instead focus on ways that I can be of value or make a contribution to that recruiter and give in order to get, if you will. And by that I mean, you know, offer information. Maybe I'm in a career field and have specialty knowledge of a function within my career field or a subtopic or a, a key trending uh, theme that might be valuable to them as they're placing people in the industry. So I can offer my expertise. I can offer to serve as an industry expert or resource for them. Maybe I can find some articles, some blog posts, some news items, some white papers, some some other web resources that might be valuable for them and or their clients. And I can I can share those with them without, you know, requesting or expecting anything in return, just, just offering them a great resource. If you do that several times, and you offer to share your connections with people, you know, if you offer to a recruiter, let me know what kind of searches you're looking to fill right now, and I'd be happy to put my network at your disposal, because I have quite an extensive one, and I'd love to be able to connect you with people, great people who need good jobs. And again, you're not looking for yourself first. You're looking first to serve or to, or to provide some kind of service. If you do that several times with a recruiter, you're going to get their attention, because that's not the approach everybody else is taking. So is that is courting a um, external recruiter kind of similar to courting a hiring manager, or is there that different? It is. It is. Yeah, it's 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 a very similar approach. It's just that you're you're what you're going to be offering is a little bit different. So with a recruiter, you might be offering you know connections and industry resource information. When you're when you're courting a hiring manager, you're going to be offering solutions. In, you know, information about solutions that you've tried in previous employment that may work for this company. You know, you've done a little bit of homework to find out what issues that department or that company faces. And so you're anticipating what some of the issues might be and you're sending some, some information and resources that might be helpful for that. So you're proving yourself in advance of an interview to be somebody who brings ideas to the table, who is creative, who's a problem solver, who's an ideator, somebody who's a contributor. And by doing all of that, you're essentially paving the way to a potential interview. All right. And could you think of any industries where a job seeker might have to tweak their approach when they're trying to get their foot in the door, where it might be just a little bit different? Private equity firms and venture capital firms don't always go in for this kind of approach. Number one, they're inundated. They're highly sought after, and um, it can be difficult, you know, more difficult than usual to get your foot in the door with those firms. So it really helps to have to build some influential connections before you approach some key players 
in those industries. Okay. And could you talk about any specific circumstances where the effective use of these tips really helped someone land an interview or a job? Yeah, actually, um, I have a great story for that. I have a client who last summer contacted me for help, and he was in a panic. He had just lost his job, and he he's the breadwinner in his family, and his wife had been unable to work for some time because she was she was ill. She was actually in cancer treatment. So he was really concerned that he might lose his um, health insurance through the unemployment. And so whatever I told him to do, he, he did. He followed up, and he listened very carefully. And he found a job opportunity that really interested him. And what he did was he approached the hiring manager via LinkedIn and just connected with the person and, you know, offered, you know, some expertise, some insight. They were able to connect on some, some commonalities in the field. He ended up getting an interview for the job, and he stayed connected with that hiring manager on LinkedIn throughout the process. So in addition to any phone or email connections, you know, he sent a few notes the hiring manager's way. He sent some resources, et cetera. The end result was that not only that he got the job, but the interesting thing is he got the job and he wasn't the most qualified candidate. He did not have a key qualification that they were looking for, but the company felt so strongly that he was the right person for the job, they opted to pay for him to get this certification he was lacking, and it cost like 10000 bucks or more. So, I mean, it was a very significant way for him to sell who he really was and the uniqueness that he brought to the table. And they literally were willing to pay for that because they could see that he was a great match for the role. All right. Well, that's actually a perfect opportunity for me to ask my next question. When you're utilizing these tips, what do you do when you get your foot in the door? Like, how do you kind of keep this going throughout that whole interview process? Again, use whatever tools are available and whatever tools the hiring manager is comfortable with you using. If, if he or she seems to like phone, then, then use the phone. If they're comfortable with email, you use that. If you've already established a connection via LinkedIn, then LinkedIn messaging can certainly be a great solution. And you can mix and match. So you can use a combination of those techniques. And again, what you're doing is you're not looking for opportunities to sell yourself. You're looking for opportunities to offer something, to offer ideas, to offer suggestions, to offer resources, to follow up on a conversation and say, you know, I referenced this article in my interview with you. I thought you might like to have a chance to read it, you know, and, and sending that as a, as a follow-up uh, little gift, if you will. Those kinds of periodic interactions really feed the relationship and nurture it along to the next level. And do you have a final message that you would want to express to our job seekers about this topic? Just that it's really important to give this some, some of this stuff a try. You know, I read, I read things online, articles about people who've been in the long-term unemployed, 12 months plus, people who have given up because everything they're trying doesn't work. Many of those folks, one of the mistakes they're making is they're not mixing up their job search strategies. They're not doing enough different things. And so, you know, if you want different results than you've been getting, you have to try something different. So any one of these ideas would be a great one to try and, and hopefully move your search then in a different and more positive direction. All right. Well, thank you for sharing those tips with us. And listeners, definitely mix up your strategies and try some of these in your job search and see if it makes a difference. Well, that's it today for a job search guide. So thank you for joining us and sharing your expert advice, Cheryl. My pleasure to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to ljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, send me an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time.